Welcome to Nameless Debate Radio, where radioactivity is contagious. You can join us in broadening our minds on the Nameless Debates Discord via the link below and even feature here yourself, if you've got what it takes. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. <laughs> Hold on. I heard that. I was like, mm. Hold on, Cross. Let's talk about this real quick. <laughs> yeah, Cross. Oh. I want to hear this Wait. real quick. Wait, what? What, so why, I, why don't go ahead? Nah, you good, bro. Why don't you think that he should be platinum? No, I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Damn. You said, Whoa, why is Jordy platinum? That's what you said. Because I've never seen you debate before, bro. I've never seen you debate before. Well, you should probably see me debate then. Sound like I'm hiding from debate. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure tr- I could like. I could test my veganism thing on you if you want, but like, test your what on me? Like my Isaac's kryptonite. Try like formulate a ethical argument that like breaks down and demoralizes Isaac because like he's wrong. What is Isaac wrong about? He's basing his morality off of sentience, which is like. Really dumb. I don't think he necessarily bases morality off of sentience. Um, um, he's saying that specifically, right? That if you don't value sentience as the fundamental trait, right, then you could lead to like a lot of principled absurdities, right? So it's not like a you know, I just only care about sentience. Like, there's a whole reason, right? I mean, no, but I would say reason itself, like sapience. Like, we're going to go towards trying to find the least amount of contradictions within any moral framework, <laughs> right? In regards to, like, the difference between humans and non-humans. Contradictions creatures. have nothing to do with what trait you value it's contradictions only if you value the trait on a consistent basis right well i'm i mean i'm talking about just effectively like when he goes as far as to say name the trait that differentiates a human from an animal right and then tries to flip the coin and say okay so if a human is not say is not like or does not have this trait then it, would it be okay to kill them right like you're really just trying to find out what is the thing that like gives us or allows us to like logically be consistent with our practice of whatever no, we're doing. No, you can be logically consistent and accept sapiens as a trait. You can be logically consistent and accept having ears as a trait. It's irre- it's irrelevant to the contradictory nature, right? The, the contradiction only arises if you say something that's P and not B. I accept killing humans, and I accept um, not killing animals, right? Oh but not spelling no, out dude, to differentiate like, them. Of course I know what the contradiction is, but like I am saying that even if someone is logically consistent, right, you would go, oh, it's wrong, that's really bad. So obviously I'm trying... No, no, well, wait, 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 yes, wait, wait. Yes, if totally, someone... dude. I've been in your server. Right, what right. are you talking about? Well, first of all, nobody... At least Isaac hasn't said this. You can maybe bring someone who doesn't know what they're talking about. But I've never heard Isaac say that you're wrong. Um, 
other than pointing out a contradiction. I remember him saying that if you're consistent, you're wrong. He's never said that. And if you pull up a video where he says that, please show me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, you shouldn't make assertions, right, without evidence. Well, no. It's more like I only get to listen to and talk to Isaac for like a very limited amount of time. And a lot of what I base my opinion on comes from words out of his mouth as well as words. And he's never from said those people. words though. Well but the other people who have, right? Who are a part okay, of the server talking about, follow him. Talking about Isaac, nigga. What are you talking about? Oh, talking nah, about Isaac? They rep- y'all represent y'all a collective, man. Y'all all under his flag. No, that's how it works. <laughs> but yeah, but like, um, hold on, hold on. Uh, Spider actually wants to what? talk to you. Like, oh, dude. Stuff. <sighs> so, Spider, you can go ahead. Go ahead with what? <laughs> oh, I thought you had a question regarding like veganism. What? No, I don't have any questions. Okay. Sure. Never mind that. Yeah. Yeah. When the uh, you might probably be hinting to the fact that he says that like. Most people, um, if the, if the logical extension, right, of most people's moral systems or normative systems, like, would entail veganism. And if you're saying that, like, if, like, for example, if I say something like, um, an infant holocaust or some shit is okay, like, most people find that absurd. I don't, I don't think he's necessarily saying that's a wrong stance or anything. It, that might be the confusing thing. But he would say that it's absurd. But absurd. But the way he says that he's not defining absurdity in the context of right and wrong, right? It's not. It's not, not necessarily. I mean, but but right and wrong, right? Don't always have to be moral indicators. So like it it he may like he may even disagree with that morally, right? So in a sense, to his objective moral uh, framework, it would technically be wrong. But even then, we don't have to go that route because like right and wrong can still be. Wait, right his objective moral framework. What do you mean by that? He doesn't have an objective moral framework. Uh, I I didn't say objective. I said subjective. His objective oh, moral framework. Okay. And and even to take a step further, my whole thing is that like there is a technical way to bring that up, right? But I don't even want to do it because right and wrong are not necessarily always one of the case. If you get the right answer on a math problem, right? Not like there's no moral thing there. It's just you're correct. It's just that's a very logical thing. It doesn't actually have to entail irrationality. Wait, well, well, you can have right or wrong in the context of like mathematics. That's different from like the realm of normative ethics. Like, unless you believe, I mean, assuming your metaethical position is that it's subjective, right? There's no, like, I don't know. I don't understand what you're really going about, but the idea is that basically, to win a moral discussion um, from a logical standpoint would either to show a contradiction in someone's system. Um, that's as, as far as that goes. Like, that's, that's really it. I don't really well, know what else well, you're trying to No, I mean, say. like, if you say that something is absurd, right? Like, if I go, it's okay to have, like, an incel holocaust and I give my, you know, reasons out, right? If you reject the premise and believe that the premise is absurd, to you it would be wrong. And I think there's like an issue with saying that that would be wrong. Um, no, not necessarily, right? So, all right. So, in 
so there's this thing called reductive absurdum, right? And there's this, I can just, like, there's this absurdity, right? So, like, I don't know if you're confusing, right? So, like, contradiction, for example, right? Like, the reason why contradictions are considered false is because of the reductio ad absurdum, right? Because if you, if you use the deductive explosion principle, it leads to a lot of, like, really crazy shit, right? And you can look it up if you, like, I'm not really sure what it is. Um, if I don't think he's using absurdity in, like, a deep sense when he says, like, oh, you're absurd, so you're wrong. He's just saying that most people would find that absurd. I mean, I don't really like going in that route anyways, but I'm, I'm just being fair to him. You know, trying to steel man what he says, right? Well, uh, well, even there, right? Like you're steel manning what he's saying. So I think that even uh-huh. if you took his words, right, it it's not an an unfair thing to assume based off of the way that he presents himself that another way to say, like, uh, like when he says that something would be absurd or that most people would find this thing to be absurd, if like if another way to say that is most people would think that you're wrong on this. I don't think like in conversation, those two things are like unrelated or just like have nothing to do with one another. I actually think it's an acceptable thing to make not necessarily an equivocation, but just to interchange these two terms with a conversation, which essentially you're, you're, that's what you're disagreeing with. And it's like, well, no, dude, you know what I mean when I say what I say, at least I believe you do. I mean, I think you should have a goal of steel man steel manning someone's position. No, of course. Yeah, I, I think anyone should want to steel man, period, yeah. right? But I am pointing out uh-huh. that you're steel manning because you just said that. And when you're steel manning, that is like implying that he's not doing the best job in presenting himself. No, that's, no, that's not an implication at all. That's, I'm, totally is. Man, that's what a steel no, man no, is. Listen, listen, listen. When you're steamailing, when you're steamailing somebody, you're making an effort, regardless of their of them being ambiguous or not, to just understand their argument fully. It's nothing to do with them explaining it in a bad way. You can steam with somebody who's report saying their point in a non ambiguous way. You're just steamailing it so you can just fully understand it. Like, do you think that the lack no, of the, no wait 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 wait, 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 wait let me finish. Oh, do you no. think the lack of comprehension of every argument? is on the person who's giving it right can you have an uh, can you have someone who gives an unambiguous argument but still the other person has trouble comprehending it fully i mean it's honestly, possible right? honestly yes there are times when that happens so therefore wait 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 let me finish so therefore you can have instances where someone can be clear on their words and you can steal them steal man them but my point which is what I've been trying to get at, <laughs> is that if you're not effectively communicating your stance, then it doesn't matter how clear you've been because you haven't been clear to the person that you're presenting your stance to. But you just agreed that you can be clear and the other person still does not comprehend what you're saying. Well, effectively, right? You yeah. can clear with what you're saying technically and people still not understand. Now, which do you value more? The clarity of your speech or are you transmitting the ideas to the other person? No, what I value is the other person comprehending my argument fully, right? And so in order to do that, I would want the other person to steal man by position so they have a complete cap like a complete knowledge of like what I'm trying to say. Like that is what I value. Mm, I 
if you're talking about rephrasing, maybe I have an incorrect understanding of the term steel man. Because to me, if like you, if I steel man your argument, right? It's not just me rephrasing your stance. It is me trying to give molarity to your stance in a particular type of way. No, not necessarily. A steel man is articulating someone's position in the in the direct manner that they have their position. You're trying to, in essence, give their argument in the way that they they intend to have it. So it's not necessarily about rephrasing or about um about like clarity, right? I mean, you're trying to clarify what they're saying, sure, but like the idea is not to clarify them. Like it's again, you're making it embedded. That it's somehow on the fault of the person that they're lacking some type of uh, some type of like articulation about it. Like it's not always that you're just mm-hmm. making somebody just to make sure mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. understand fully their argument. It's mm-hmm. you kind I of. A, I thought a steel man kind of indicated that you were strengthening their argument. Mm, no, not necessarily. Because like I mean, right. you, you you're just saying their argument the way that they want it. I mean, you so you add you adding anything wouldn't technically be stalemating anymore. It would be just a different argument. Uh, let me check the dictionary. Uh-huh. Actually, I don't even know if, if steel man would appear in the dictionary. It appears in Urban Dictionary. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what um, what source of authority to go to. Yeah, Urban Dictionary. They say representing an argument as strongly as possible. Mm-hmm. Urban Dictionary. I mean, that's roughly what it is, right? So it's like representing an argument, right? And in, well, I don't yeah, know. Sure. I guess that's right. I guess they kind of reduce to each other. Yeah, it's a it's a weird phrasing, but like that, I guess that'll work. Who's the wait? Whose argument are we steelmaning? No, Croth had an issue with like Isaac's um one of Isaac's um arguments related to NTT or something and he was like he's not clear about oh, his arguments yeah. and shit like that. I think Nina Trait's pretty dumb to be honest. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily an argument for veganism. I don't think it's a dumb argument. Um now i think i think applied to anything it it's always going to reduce to like either an appeal to popularity or an appeal to someone's emotions over their internal logic yeah well i um i think i think for the most part like it it, at least it, it makes you think about your normative system in a way that's consistent and most people seem to have a if they're honest, right, that they'll kind of accept certain vegan like ideologies. But like, if you if you can attack name the trait in certain ways, um, like I, for example, like I have kind of an argument against it, even though I don't really like talk about it much, you know. But it's it's but it's still a good argument, I think. It just don't. It's just not necessarily an argument that leads to veganism all the time, you know. It's not like one of those. I mean, it can be applied to anything. But mm-hmm. I think in general, like you're basically you're presenting someone with a um 
you know, a consistent position, which would have them taking an action which they find uncomfortable. Um, but well, rather than saying, yeah. hey, like, why are you uncomfortable? You literally can't point to anything which would, like, make this wrong for you. You say, no, you should actually abandon your, your system and cater to, uh, like, this preference you have that you can't really root in anything. Yeah, so I think, so this, that's actually a pretty important point. Um, but actually, like, so I've kind of thought about this a little bit and, like, it extends kind of farther than that. So if you accept, like, meta-ethically, like, some position of, like, emotivism or, like, all like, moral statements are just descriptive facts of emotion, well, right. then normative, normative principles in general, right, just don't exist, right? They're just merely, well, they're just merely, like, illusionary when really we just work off of our emotional urges. Yeah, so, but like, even even if you subscribe to emotivism, um, I I think you could make the case that like you know, arguably we have like our preference for something like logical consistency is probably going to outweigh almost all else, right? Well, the thing about emotivism is that it's only saying like normative statements are like expressions of emotion. So you can say like there's well, like, yeah, it, but the, the the statement of like we should, um, you know argue in accordance with the laws of logic like this is still a normative statement oh i well i think yeah sure you can say that we ought to follow the laws of logic but i think me, people don't uh necessarily but i think the idea of principles right that you can hold a principle view is illusionary like principles don't exist if emotivism is true because if emotivism is true that means that we just work off of our desires there's no contradiction there because there's no principle to contradict you see what I'm saying? Um, I, I see what you're saying, but I, th- I mean, at the risk of being like a little reductive, I, I feel like <laughs> you could argue that we sh- we should have principles simply because we prefer to have them. Well, you can say that we should have principles, um, and that's fine to make to make that claim. But the idea that they actually like have an ontological value is is really what I'm getting at here. Oh yeah, like of that, course, yeah, they would, yeah. Yeah. So when, so if you were to give an argument, you could say something like, well, if emotivism is true and principles are merely an illusion, you know, in, in just how they exist, then therefore it would be more accurate of describing like human moral behavior would just be talking like if given, well, given that there's certain subjects, if they were in this position, what they would do, right? So, like, I'm a person who's, like, fucking, like, I was born in America. I have these certain moral intuitions. Well, given the fact to kill a human, I wouldn't, right? Uh, given the fact to kill an animal, I would. There's not really a contradiction there, right? Because there's no principle. It's just you're just describing oh, yeah. what would happen in those instances. Yeah, this is like um, this is like Angstra exposition, right? <laughs> Actually, yeah, I, yeah. I I don't know. I I don't really know much about. Is it, is it situationism? I I forgot what it was. Um, I know he's a particularist. Um, or a particular particular mm-hmm. particularism. Yeah. Yeah, he he's a he's a part. But I don't know if that's his meta ethical stance or his normative stance. Because you can have normative stance that says well, I ought to follow my 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 desires ought to be good, and you could have a meta ethical position, which is that people act in their particulars as the nature of like moral behavior. 
Right. Yeah, it's all it's all weird. Um but you know, I don't but I'd still have to work on my specific my specific objection to it, but it's still fun. Like I, I still again I still think name the trade's a it's a pretty strong normative argument for most people. Um and then you obviously have a lot of people who ensure there's some people who could have different like they could have just different beliefs there. Um but you would have to accept some some really wild shit. Now, if someone does accept some wild shit, I'm not the person to doing the appeal to popularity or anything like that. Like I simply just say, okay, yeah. well, well that, that's one of my main issues with the Ask Yourself server is that for the short time I was there, it seems like every time someone was presented with this argument, they just bit the bullet and then the argument ended. But there was no attempt to demonstrate like, hey, maybe you would be happier, better off if you didn't bite this bullet or like Maybe there are like underlying reasons we can we can both agree on that would then lead you to not bite the like the the, the argument just ended because it was like well that's absurd and it's like okay you you could have just said yeah. this at the start of the conversation so I think what goes there is the two types of of discourse right so you can have like a logical discourse and you have like an emotional discourse I think when it comes to a logical discourse you're gonna have people just for the sake of not not wanting to be contradictory or not wanting to like appear like they're losing they'll just accept wild shit and then i think at that point you should resort to like an emotional discourse and say like hey look at the fucking slaughterhouse shit and or something else that might be like emotionally triggering that could maybe sway their you know in particulars it's not it's not that i have an issue with switching to emotional discourse um the problem i often saw was that the, the conversation essentially would just end entirely because there would be a consensus among everyone else there that the argument had been won because to them, they had brought the person to something which they considered absurd, mm-hmm. but their position to begin with was absurd to them. So like, I, I don't, I don't understand why you would go, you know, ring around the ring around the rosy when yeah. you just said like, well, that's crazy. And then I don't know, kick them from the server. Do you feel <laughs> the absurdity is, I think I just feel like it's really stupid because like, you know, you could just think of any situation. Like if we were in Nazi Germany, right? And I said that Jews deserve equal rights akin to Germans, right? I would be seen as absurd to the fucking popularity, right? I mean to the, the popular to the to the general person. I would be con- I would you you can just appeal to popularity and say like I'm wrong. My my position is absurd. Like it's like the appeal popularity is really bad. If like I've seen people use it before, trust me, and I've gotten very frustrated. Um, but that is to say, though, I mean, to be fair, though, it's like a lot of people on the server aren't pretty like philosophically literate. They're not really like they don't really understand what they're doing. So like, I don't really. Yeah, know. that's that's probably true. Um, actually, no, that's definitely true. I complain to Achilles about it all the time. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I I didn't even know when did you join the server? Me? Uh-huh. Uh, I joined shortly after I got banned from Ask Yourself. Oh, who banned? <laughs> so I don't know what that was. When was that, Achilles? Like four months ago, three. Yeah. Oh, you got banned by Isaac. Yeah. Uh-huh. I actually don't know why. Um, 
he met a lot of people, bro. So <laughs> I can't even tell you. Yeah. I thought I thought Cross was there too, but I guess I don't know he got banned or left or something. No, I'm still there. Uh, I just like don't really have an interest in like talking to almost anybody on that server, so I don't really say anything. I I, I just. I don't like I guess my thing is whenever I get on that server most people end up trying to call me an asshole or say that I'm stupid or like some other type of disappointment. I mean I I wouldn't I'm not the one to call you stupid or anything but like at least from the shit that I've seen you've said some pretty wild shit no, definitely. I've definitely been like on the deep end on a lot of the shit that I've said. But my thing is, I will actually point out when these people not only say stupid things, but are just also being emotional or also being irrational or also just like purely being an asshole. And then they get mad at me for it. And so they start like, you know, being emotional and like saying, you're dumb, you're dumb, you're dumb, you're dumb. And it's like, well, you guys are being dumb too. You're being just as much of an asshole, if not more. So either you care about being an asshole or you're just trying to like show hate to someone. I don't know what it is. And that annoys me to no end. Because when you go, anybody goes as far as to do that, then it's just like, oh, so you don't really have like any grounds to stand on any of the things that you're doing. You're just being a dick. And that's, and that's not to you, because I, like, like, I actually do like you, Jordy. Like, I've seen you around, right? I just haven't seen you in debate, which is a reason why I questioned if you were plat or not, or, like, why you were plat, because I've never seen you, like, actually debate before. Like, I've seen you educate, but I haven't seen you, like, force someone to condition or just, like, have that high-level conversation that you seem capable of having. I mean, I, I, mean I, I feel you. I mean, I've debated. I mean, I don't debate like all the time, but I've, I've, in debates I've had, I mean, I'm not the person to go seek out debate like all the time. I mean, if someone wants to debate me, like I'd do it. I've done it in like set server. I've done it in Isaac server, of course. Um, you know, but the main thing I like doing is learning these, learning the shit and more than like trying to like win against everybody. But in terms of, the debates I've had, like, I've had some pretty, like, high-level debates. I mean, there's, I think, the one I had with Destiny, but it was really short. But that one was is on Seth's second channel, if you want to see that. Yeah, you crush in that debate. Appreciate it, bro. No problem. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I still need, like, help with my stuff more like just need to practice more just formulating precise clear lines of reasoning you said you need to practice what now like um just making clear lines of reasoning like i'm not the dude who has a premise starts the premise and then 
follows to take your conclusion. I'm the dude who hears your premise, sees your line of reasoning, goes, these two things are tangential or it doesn't really make much sense and points out that you need to like be a bit more clearer or more precise what you're saying. Like that's usually me. It's really weird. I'm more critic than an actual like debater. It's kind of said. I need to work on it. Well, yeah, I mean, adopting that type of position is number one, really defensive because it's like, you know, you just kind of combating what the other person's saying. You're not really making it an offense, right? Um, second thing is like that type of debating, you're not really, it's hard for you to really have incentive to learn anything like deep, right? Because if you can just, if all you can do is just resist what the average layman can say, it's like, well, how much do you really need to know? Like, it's not hard for me to resist most people on terms of some basic shit, you know? Well, a lot of the stuff for me when I'm debating something, it's not necessarily about me trying to like subjugate them into my idea. A lot of it is I'm trying to understand their framework and how they talk and adopt their like vernacular in order to like guide them to a conclusion that I think would be right. Though, like, even when it comes off as confrontational, a lot of the time when you try to have a serious discussion with someone, like I try to get to the bottom line to the truth of stuff, and then they end up not wanting to accept truth that they logically are saying, and it just it doesn't really work most of the time. And so I just well, well, the thing about debates is that. I mean, clearly, there's there's, a, there's always an emotional interest, right? That prevents someone from accepting what was perceived, what is perceived to be true, right? I mean, just it, I've had debates like all the debates in set server, pretty much have turned into like fucking like insults and shit, like me just calling them fucking stupid or like retarded or like them just really getting mad. And it's not because I don't like them personally. It's because, like, they just refuse to have clarity because of this, like, emotional interest. So, you know, you're, always, you're not going to always have that. I don't think there's even debates that exist now that you can truly have, like, a good, like, just like, just a really good convergence to the truth. It's usually, like, if you want to do that, you should probably more have discussions and shit. I mean... I don't know. Uh, when it comes to like the public, you're typically right. Like the people that I found, right? Like even when we have arguments, it's like outside of Discord or the public, like it's a pretty normal thing. It's like sometimes people are, sometimes one person is right, sometimes another person is wrong. And it's like having as much humility to, to just accept that, which I still you know strive to continue working on all the time so i just want to be able to understand people more so that i can understand where they're coming from so when they say that i'm like either being unclear or wrong or incorrect on something i can understand what they mean when they say and then i could either like agree with their premise or not and then i could like work from there but i need to understand what they mean first yeah yeah i mean 
you should always work to steal man someone's position for sure. But that's also like, so like I, when it comes into any type of like discourse, debate, discussion, otherwise, right? I feel like it's another form of communication and like communication is a thing. You can tell a story with just like angles of a camera. You can do it with like lines on a page with how you shade in different characters, right? And then like an anime or something, like communication goes a long way. But when you're talking about dialectics, I think there's onus on both people for the communication to be effective. The onus is on the person who's talking, right, to be as clear as possible. And the onus is also on the person who's listening to be able to understand what they're saying enough to get what they mean. And whenever, oh. sorry. No, you can go ahead. You can continue. Well, it it's it's like whenever, you know, someone is trying to understand you you being a general thing and like even when they're trying to understand you and you're being clear to you but you're not being clear to them i feel as if the onus is on you to try to be even clearer whether that's using like a completely different like vocabulary whether it's you know dumbing it down you know whatever like if i'm legitimately trying to understand you and I still cannot, I do think the onus is on you to be more clear. And I do think you weren't being clear enough. For, otherwise, I'd be able to understand you. I just think those are laws of effective communication. Well, well, perhaps, let me give you this example, right? So you have somebody who has a very verbose like language, right? It's just, there's just really well articulation and they have like a lot of really, really like high level words in their vocabulary okay and they have a certain conceptual nature of like what they're trying to say right i mean those are those are in essence ideas right just a conceptual thing and then the words to kind of give it just give it its description so you can have somebody who just fundamentally in the context of how they think just have a different conceptual nature and then how they speak just have a different articulation right and they can be clear within their subjective limits of language and their subjective framework of conception and still not have another person understand it so it's the clear the clarity you can blame on the person who's talking but sometimes it's really not the fault really of either one there's this some there's sometimes it's just a really subjective thing that kind of can't converge sometimes like if i went to uh, a fucking nine-year-old or a 12-year-old and explain them scientific epistemology or some shit. And I explained it at dumb, as dumbed down as possible. I mean, I don't really expect with a high probability for them to really understand what I'm saying, even if I dumb it down to the most basic of the basic words or conceptually to like the most basic of analogies, right? I mean, it depends. Like when you say like, in the example that she just gave, if you go scientific epistemology, right? If you're going to try to talk to a fourth grader about scientific epistemology, like even if you don't use those words, if you're, there's like a name for it, right? You're trying to like describe it in these ways, they're probably not going to get it. You're right. But if you take it maybe more from the inside, right? So if you go like, maybe you ask a question like, how do we know that things exist? 
and then they go well we can see it right and then just like play both with them so they could follow you with the line of reasoning for how we come to scientific epistemology and that may give them understanding just like of the core practice and philosophy behind scientific epistemology like i think there is a way to be able to effectively communicate that idea even if they don't get it i mean all i mean that I mean, the specific example you gave wouldn't lead to scientific epistemology, but I think I understand what you're trying to say. But the problem is that I don't think it's really that possible. I mean, and if you've even if you talk about like Piaget's cognitive development, right? At certain levels, like at certain developmental levels, they won't be able, able to understand high level abstraction. So even then, you have like a biological obstacle that just can't be overcome, right? Uh, I'm, are, are you talking about if kids can know like big words because they do no i'm talking about if kids can know high concepts right abstractions so like certain kids right so if you this is oh um if you look at pj's deve developmental uh ladder right at lower ends right like if you pick, pick a kid that's like in the middle stage i don't really i really forgot the technical terms um if you tried to relate to them like, if I tried to explain them, like, the laws of logic or something, or, like, some form of logic shit, like, their abstraction hasn't developed yet psychologically. So they would have no idea what I'm talking about. Or, like, high-level moral reasoning. Something like um, Kant's categorical imperatives. If I tried to explain to them, like, how that came in formulation, they, they wouldn't understand it. Just, like, biologically. And it's, and it's just, like, empirically shown that they wouldn't understand it. So there is sometimes, again, like biological or cultural or socioeconomical obstacles. I, I mean, if you have the like stats, you know, that support that, then I I see where you're coming from. Even if you don't, I still see where you're coming from. But if you don't use the words categorical imperative and you just dictate what the categorical imperative is in simple terms i think a kid's gonna understand it okay well then we could do it for you and i so you know what a categorical imperative right is right i not Kant specifically no okay well categorical imperative right it's just a a a rule or a, a, a norm developed um from Kant's universality principle right so the basic idea is that if this rule were the case and society led to like this chaotic nature then we should therefore create a maximum a maxim and that rule should be precedent right so let's take for example murder if everyone murdered each other right society would lead to just super unfavorable outcome i mean just complete chaos right so then you create a rule and says that well, murder should be wrong, and it be it should be because of the action itself. Now, explaining that to a five year old, like a six seven year old, right? I mean, that is just again fundamentally pretty hard to do, right? Because it's like, well, do they could they understand, um, like if you every if everyone did this, what would it lead to necessarily, or like. Could they understand that certain rules um, 
certain rules are as bad uh or like shit like that like it's just i don't think that it's like some 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 things can be explained like that if it could i think that we would start these like abstraction type subjects way earlier like you think like do you think that most kids could understand calculus if you just broke it down some simple shit because i i don't think so i think that's why we rate wait until at least i mean at least right we're talking about like ages of like 13 14 i mean i don't think that always has to be the case and i think that there's evidence within history that shows that the more advanced we get the younger we start teaching our kids these higher levels of math like algebra wasn't you know but still that, that doesn't we... actually point to the the exact age right all you're saying is that well as iq increases uh fundamentally then the age that we can teach abstract concepts is lower right i mean sure but the idea is that what does that mean that kids at some type of age, let's pick four, can understand like the laws of thermodynamics or can understand the Copenhagen interpretation of quantum mechanics? It's like mean, it's not happening. We have savant syndromes all the time. You have virtuosos in these things. I understand they're outliers, right? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, you, you can't well, you can't use outliers in the data set to explain. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I'm just talking about the, the possibility, though. I'm just talking about the possibility. And I think that if we follow the trend that's within history, we're probably going to get to a point 40, 50 years down the line where like first graders are already know their multiplication tables and are working on trigonometry. Like I think just, you know, I, it, uh, the, the only way that could happen is if we did some type of like biological, uh, like augmentation, Words to do like some type of like nanobots in our head, or we increase the brain capacity, um, or brain development. That'd be the only re way that we could do that. If we're just talking about the context of even we, if even if the Flynn effect, uh, you know, increased tenfold, if everyone got super smarter, like this is not still, you're not, it's like it's still kind of doesn't allude to the nature of the age. That they'll be able to understand abstract concepts, right? It's not going to change the, the the line of I don't understand to I understand. It all it does is just say, well, maybe it might be pushed younger. Now, if you're saying that theoretically it could go to zero, well, that doesn't really make any sense, right? It, no, I, I'm not <laughs> saying theoretically it's going to go to zero. What I am saying is that like the age isn't necessarily as pertinent as I think you're trying to emphasize it as. I think that there is a particular time that society dictates, you know what age or grade level rather a child should start learning specific things but i, I mean this isn't the society dictation though right this is like actual like empirical biological work or psychological well, work. well no i mean they they would use they would use the findings from that work and that research in order to help them in dictating what a specific grade level you know should be like mm -hmm. we write a newspaper in like the third grade level literature, right? But we like use research as a metric to show what level of like English would the layman be able to understand. So I, it, it's not just that we're doing this arbitrarily. I think we do like the work in order to come to like a justified opinion on this. 
but we still do dictate it regardless. And I think that we find in history that there's a trend that these things that you're talking about, these like higher levels of conceptualization and abstraction, they get the the kids who are beginning to learn it are getting younger and younger and younger because we are progressing and evolving more and more and more. Now, like how fast it's going to be, I don't know, but I do also, I'm only pointing that out to say that I do think it is possible to transmit these higher forms of logical structure to children. And I think that evidence of this is seen when we're seeing more and more children get smarter at younger ages. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, it's like, it's, I, I can understand your, 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 your want for that to happen, but like, I don't like, I, I feel like, the like there's a certain levels where we just know de facto it's not gonna happen but now we can try to like make that better for sure i'm not saying we should abandon that mission or something i'm just saying like um i can't explain uh, to a four or five year old quantum mechanics or a six-year-old quantum mechanics maybe in time i could explain this to a seven-year-old quantum mechanics if we somehow get there but like certain ages like unless you have some type of like asperger's or something you just probably won't be able to comprehend that stuff until you reach higher levels of development. I, I mean, like, I don't even think I disagree with you technically because I do think what you're talking about is real. But I, what I'm, what I think I'm trying to point out and what I'm trying to get at is that time in like the development of a child like one when they start you know be, being capable of making these higher forms of abstraction i think we're seeing the general public like that switch within their head when their like neurology becomes more developed it's starting to get younger and younger and younger i'm not going to say like toddlers are going to be doing freaking quantum physics i mean maybe we become like a you know, super genius at like two, maybe, but like, I don't even, that's the possibility of that happening at least anytime soon is like nil. And that's what I'm trying to go for. But I do think by the time, you know, within the next century or so, if, or give or take, we're probably going to see five-year-olds starting to like have a ground understanding and foundation on geometry. Like that may be something that could work. And I think that like it is possible and the proof of this possibility is evident within humanity's history. Wait, what do you mean evident humanity's history? Well, in, well, if you look in the history of humanity, right? Like we went from just running to each other in caves to like being civilized, to us getting smarter, to us finding new discoveries, to us making new technology. And like now we're going to be building hotels on Mars because we get smarter and smarter the longer we live. Um, but see, that doesn't actually like address the baseline of abstract reasoning, right? It's just like, okay, yeah, we all have gotten smarter. Right there, there is a Flynn effect. Right, this IQ has increased globally as industrial industrialization has increased. But um, 
I don't see how that addresses the the PJ um, statement, right? That I mean, at the level of, of at five years old, right? I mean, below five years old, like you're just not gonna understand logic like that. It's just like I don't know how that is any relevance to I, that. I be- I believe I believe what you're saying right now, right? Like I I think that the five year old almost definitely is not understanding logic, like this is almost definitely the case every single time there are outliers which we both acknowledge right but like they're almost definitely going to but i don't think that's always going to be the case and the reason why is because like what a hundred hundred fifty years ago like the common person or maybe more like two to three hundred years ago the common person was not reading was not through it now we're teaching we're starting at like ages of two maybe even younger than that on speech having babies learn how to read and write that's that's the yeah so we're reading and writing though is obviously a different skill than abstract thinking right sorry what reading and writing is a different skill than like abstract thinking right i mean kind of it's almost evi- like uh, I mean, the, the, like the the ability to like understand like a sentence or have like the ability to write a sentence is different from understanding like like stuff like well like two x like trying to find the equation of like two x plus four equals ten right like I feel like those are two just completely different natures of, of knowledge. Uh, I mean. I could give you like a TED talk right now where a math professor is talking to like their six-year-old niece or something, and he ends up teaching them like the rules of algebra, and they start literally doing algebra. Um, well, six years old isn't necessarily out the realm of um, like you can see beginning of logic and reasoning there, but even even that's the case, right? I mean, yeah, sure, you could say basic algebra, right? But, I mean, again, like, basic algebra isn't necessarily that hard to comprehend. Um, to us now, but, like, I think basic, right? Like, that's a very, like, relative, intersubjective term. We generally right. recognize basic to mean a specific level. And I think, like, what is basic to us now probably is not going to be, like, or what's advanced to us now is probably going to be basic to us, you know, one or 200 years down the line. And that's because if we go one or 200 years ago, like the stuff that we're doing is like sci-fi. Like, so, so here's, here's, here's why I think that's incorrect. Right. So take like Euclidean geometry, right. Back in that day, obviously like geometry was like the highest, I mean, yeah, it was the highest, I guess the highest math. I'm not really sure exactly much about that time period. But sure, it was like one of the most advanced maths out there, right? But even now, even, I mean, so many years later, um, and we still we still teach geometry, right? At, at, and it's at an intermediate level, like, of understanding, right? I mean, we you can condense information or, like, you can just, like, have information, I guess, more accessible. But, like, I don't see how, like, the difficulty of it goes away or goes down over time. Like, I don't think a hundred years from now, 
quantum mechanics is going to be easier to understand for like a a, a, per, a younger uh, person or something. It, it, yeah, I'm not I'm not basing that off the concept though. So I'm not talking about like the ontology of these different you know logical quandaries or you know just sciences. I'm talking about like the general intellect of the human species. I think the more we grow, the faster we will be able to get these particular things and the more we're going to be able to build off of a solid a solid foundation on these different concepts. Mm, I mean, I think the foundations are there. I think you can you can you can probably say that we'll be able to convey it in a simpler way as we understand them more, right? That's possible, but like I said, I don't think that Definitely, I don't think that changes the baseline. If you want to change the baseline, that would be either through augmentation or like actual just changing the genetic code, right? If you if you find some way to like express more neuron development in between the stages of like zero to like twenty one years old, right? If you just increase the amount by like you know, tenfold or something, yeah, you could have a lot more processing power in terms of these things. Um, I mean, but... look, and like, and I'm I'm going com completely off of like anecdotes. So say what you will, but like, there are, there are kids in like by the time I was in middle school, or by the time I was in like elementary school, kids in middle school were doing high school work. Kids in high school were already going to college early with like early like college now programs and like getting college credit for courses because they went to their local community college because they were capable of doing that work and they showed it like we're seeing more and more that the youth are getting like smarter and smarter and it's really just a matter of if they want to put in the time and effort needed to understand these concepts like mm -hmm. i mean yeah i mean sure i mean i think kids so i so if you I mean certain concepts sure like certain kids can understand like I said, like a, like you said, like a ten or a twelve year old, explain them like a categorical comparative. I would have to really simplify it, and even simplifying it, like I don't think they would understand like necessarily that like certain actions will just like self evidently or like just a priori are just for, like it'll just lead to like this account like like it's just or and and then the universality principle isn't even the only way of developing the categorical comparative this is just like a real simple explanation you know so it's like there's just a lot of stuff that goes into it like there's a reason why there's whole books right to this shit there's a reason why there's whole books to these things like like even me like i don't think i even understand most of or a lot of what Kant said just simply because like the critique of pure reason the critique of practical reason I mean the metaphysics, the metaphysics of morals, which is Kant's books, right? They're they're like, I mean, we're talking about long ass books that it'll take people a year to read or a year, two years to read. I mean, these are just fundamentally one of like the hardest books to read in history. So just understand, like, yeah, you can maybe simplify it to like a child, right? But I mean, the more you simplify something, fundamentally, you're losing information on it by definition, right? Yeah, well, it, kind of. So, like, what you're talking about is real, but I do think there is a difference between oversimplifying and just being concise. 
like maybe it, it leaves it a bit more open-ended. And so if they ask a specific question, then you can get more into certain specifics of a particular branch of a topic that you're referring to. But I do think that like being concise is more effective and and having that conversation with people works and then like making like say oh well this is this like if you want to get into uh epistemology right we can just say epistemology and then people will say well what about this and go oh well this is this type of epistemology so this is scientific epistemology this is normative epistemology this is whatever else right and you can understand that like there is a broad topic with a particular umbrella term and that there are a lot of other different routes of understanding within this one umbrella term and i think that being concise in the in the way that we're like referring to is effective and should be happening oversimplifying is not something that i encourage but if you're rambling to me for like a minute about a categorical imperative like uh, it's, it doesn't matter if I'm a child or not. I'm, prob I'm probably not going to want to understand you because you're rambling. Mm -hmm, yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I. It's just my view. I mean, we seem to still disagree, right? So, like, even then, that's fine. But, like, I just... I think if we give like kids a chance, like, and we try the most that we can in order to like further our understanding to the point where we can teach them in a like really effective, simple way, I think that will help us even more understand what we're talking about as we're teaching it to them. Like tutoring is actually a really good way to check your understanding of a subject. And I think if we want to like further increase our communication skills, just like on, on an individual basis and just as well as like on a collective basis, we should be putting the onus on us to be as clear as possible. I mean, even sure. if we are being clear already, huh? Even if we are being clear already, like if they're still not getting it, I think if we challenge ourselves to be even more clear to the point where they can get it, like. And not like oversimplifying, but like just trying to understand where they're coming from. Like, I think that would help us so much more than just saying, oh, they're never going to get it and, and giving up. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying give up. I'm just saying that you can't just explain wholly these concepts. Like, it's, it's just, unless you simplify it to an area where you're losing information. So, unless you find an acceptable trade off of simplification versus a uh, loss of information if you just don't care about the information you lose trying to simplify a concept then like sure like i guess i can discount the extra information even important to like about the categorical comparative sure i can do that to explain like the universality principle but even then there's other stuff to it that just are important that you just really it's going to be hard to explain because, uh, and even understand, even just, even if you look at, we can just zoom in on the categorical imperative real quick, right? So it's like, okay, you, even if you use a universality principle, right? It's like, well, what does that necessarily mean when something's universal? And then you gotta explain what that means, right? Or you could, they could even ask something like, well, like, um, 
are like certain things they, like they don't even probably know like what morality is necessarily right then you have to kind of explain that it's like you're just giving like just simple sim, sim, oversimplified primers over and over again like it's it's just well like i just don't see a value in that necessarily like what is the point of that i mean if we're talking about just like baseline morality i think there's a huge consensus of just introducing the golden rule and asserting it as you know just the moral principle that kids should understand but see they don't learn that through logical um apprehension they learn it through literally like empirical like things like the kids and this is like true of moral psychology they don't learn morality through rational rationalism they're learning emo- uh, morality through literal like experience that's like that's how people develop moral systems this yeah. meta ethically speaking no no i mean i think that's true right and i mm-hmm. think that like so i can't rationally like give them like they i can't ra- obviously to a certain age they can right we're talking about like really low ages right like like maybe six you can get it for some it, the age is more like seven ish um but even like older like even because if, if you take like at least this is in my area like the average 12 year old like is not gonna understand rational systems related to morals or not in essence like that they're not gonna understand that much of detail into like um deontology or like you esoterianism it's just like because it requires a lot of basic knowledge that's just not the lovely i mean 12 year old 200 12 years old like what are you like you're in middle school right like you're just like that's like six grade or something i mean this is like you know like middle school a lot of kids barely even know basic like math <laughs> like a lot of like I, I think you're being more charitable to these kids like they're smart like a lot of kids in america at that age are like really fucking retarded in respect to these concepts uh, I would say illiterate, but not like disabled. Well, I don't literally mean the psychological description of retarded, right? I'm not talking about like the lack of some cognitive capacity. I'm just saying relatively to the concepts that like we're talking about, not there. It's like functionally they're incapable of understanding it if they don't have this basic <sighs> set of information. Like, which takes a, which takes time for them to know because you have to explain each concept. It's not like like these these things don't work through osmosis. You know, they don't just flood the brain just looking at a page. Like these requires well, right. Them. They have to read right. Yeah, like that's the that's what the literature is for. Like a lot of the stuff that you're referring to gets covered in the different books from like different philosophers and prominent figures of whatever topic of research that you want to go down like a lot of what you're saying is just covered in literally reading and i think a lot of it has to deal with do these kids care enough to read all these different books in order to try to understand this thing and bottom line is no they don't they almost definitely don't but I don't think that's them being like incapable. I think they are capable of reading of reading that much and engaging in that high level conversation as they read to get more understanding of the topic. I just think they don't care enough. Well, I think that's a separate issue, right? I mean, we're assuming that they actually care to know these things, right? 
Well, I mean, because you can fair. apply that not caring shit to anything. Any skill of knowledge. But I'm just saying specifically, like, if you just rank, like, like I mean, I feel like this is just self-evident, right? If you just rank the, the like, fields of knowledge, right? I mean, it's going to just intuitively be easier to understand, like, basic social studies, right? Because all you use is knowing facts than, like, understanding, like, some advanced level math, like calculus or something for like a seven-year-old like it's just easier to know these things just even just even just talking regardless of the desire to know them just ranking them intuitively like it's just harder yeah but i'm not talking about the ontology of the subjects themselves i'm not talking i'm I'm not talking about the ontology either i'm talking specifically about how hard the difficulty is right the difficulty of the subject that's all that's what i'm referring to i'm not talking about the nature of of the of the knowledge or the existence I mean, of the knowledge and shit like that. Are you referring to like the complexity? Yeah, the difficulty. Yeah. I mean, but that's like that's my thing though. I don't think a complex thing necessarily is a complicated thing. So when you're saying something's difficult, I'm thinking that you're referring to complicated as in it's a complicated thing to understand. Whereas I think a complex thing, right? There's nothing that has a lot of levels and a lot of things to it. So, for example, driving. I'm not. I'm not speaking about something being complex. I'm complicated. I mean the word complex. It's complex knowledge, and in order for you to understand something that's complex, you have to understand its simple aspects to it, like. I don't know why oh. you're pushing back on this point. I feel like this is like self-evident. No, no. But if you're talking about complex knowledge, right? And you're talking about getting basic understanding of knowledge, right? That would literally boil down to what is its most simple terms. And I think it is going to be able to understand. No, but here's terms. the thing, though. That's like by definition, something that's complex can't necessarily be broken down to just simple terms without you losing information about it. That's the whole well, point of it being complex. Well, of course, but we're not talking about like, we're not talking about like hooking us up to like a cord in the back of our head and just like being the matrix and battling kung fu. Like, it's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like the younger, like, the more we understand things generally and the better understanding we have of these things, generally speaking, the younger we will start like teaching our kids like just the introducing them to these concepts because they'll be able to understand them at their simplest terms. Now the literacy and the, like yeah. the reading and like getting to all the just other stuff, of course it's going to take more time. It's going to be like more tedious to, um, to get that foul, like firm understanding of it's it. It's not but even tedious though. When you, un- you admit it. No, no, no. You admitted though that a complex subject by definition, can't be made simple unless you're losing information in respect to that subject, okay. right? You admitted that. But you're okay. So you're going to need to wait, like wait, give wait, me wait, an wait, example wait. of what I'm, you mean. I'm example. What I mean, okay. Um, number theory, right? Or like differential equations, okay? Calculus. You, that's those are complex subjects, right? Relatively to like a seven year old, right? You can't understand that at all, actually, without a foundation in algebra. 
right? You agree, right? Can you understand calculus without a foundation in algebra? No, you can't. All right. So there, so there's an example of how certain advanced things just simply can't be come across unless you understand the simple, at the simple aspects that underlies them, right? So now to algebra, right? Now explaining to a seven-year-old algebra, right, might be, you know, e it might be uh, doable for some, but if you're talking about the average kid in America, a seven-year-old is not going to be able to understand average algebra. I'm not talking about that at all, dude. Then what are we talking about? I'm saying I'm saying that like there is a time. I'm saying that if we continue pushing, us trying like increase the level of intellect within our youth, that there probably will be a time where you can explain like calculus to the average seven year old. Yeah, I know you said like you feel like there's gonna be a time. I'm just saying like I mean that's like it's fine to have that like face claim. I'm just saying, like, the evidence of just the Piaget development seems that it holds. That, like, at certain ages, you just won't understand certain concepts, regardless of the Flynn effect. I'm... I mean, I'm at a loss because I'm not sure what you're disagreeing with me. I'm just like, well, okay, you know what the Flynn effect is, right? No, I don't. Okay, okay so... <laughs> The Flynn effect is basically that IQ increases has increased globally over time. So it's basically what you were hinting to. Like if IQ just increases, well, we'll maybe explain stuff at like a you know a smaller age. Well, I'm saying that the Flynn effect has taken effect, and PJ's development has relatively stayed the same. So that means that it se doesn't seem to correlate. And if you say that it does correlate, then like you need to present me some new evidence. Other than that, I don't. I, I, that's an answer. Uh, really are you talking about IQ raising? Yeah, is that, what, is that what you just said? Yeah, but that's not. I'm not talking about how intelligent someone. Well, wait, I'm do, actually not referring to intelligence at all. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, how do you understand abstract concepts if you lack IQ with a certain IQ prerequisite? I, I think so. There's there's differences. Like I think when people are talking about IQ, I just think that's like a, a set, quasi outdated and like really strange way to talk about. Just wait, like wait. Intelligence IQ and is outdated. No, no reputable psychologist would ever say IQ is outdated. I don't know what you're referring to. I mean, IQ is one of the most like tested things in human psychology. It's it's more like the way that people typically from my understanding typically go about trying to like describe how smart someone will be is is and test that is is not like like so i'll just i can literally link you just like in the difference between intellect and intelligence because like i'm referring specifically to intellect and that's the thing that okay so iq okay do you agree that iq is just the ability to like have a certain level of conceptualization or like abstraction right Someone with an 80 IQ cannot know the same abstraction as like someone who's like a 140. Like that, like that is but like, fundamentally true. Here's the thing, right? Like under the guise of IQ, I accept what you're saying. I'm not 100% sure what 
anybody actually means when they say IQ. It's kind of like the sapiens thing where we mean if we call ourselves a homo sapien, we're saying that we're wise, but like we're not really being clear and specific on what we mean by wise. There is no like real definition for this. We're just like saying it. I think it's like too broad. Which is why like I'm doing particularly like the Greeks because they're like kind of they're they try to play themselves off as smarter than what they really are. But intellect is a very particular type of state where people are able to process and understand concepts. And it's not necessarily about like how intelligent you are or how much knowledge you have. It literally is about how... Wait, I wasn't even referring to the amount of knowledge you have or how many... Or if you're like particularly good in a certain area. IQ is a general term for describing just the conceptual nature or the level of understanding, uh, how quick you understand something, how complex you understand something. So that's well, what IQ refers to. And okay. those are exactly correlated with certain subjects like mathematics, high levels of philosophy. This is why people who have high IQs usually do better in those fields than people with low IQs. I mean, you, I mean, how often, like, will you find, like, I mean, I feel like this is just like intuitively true. Like, are you going to find a person with an 80 IQ in, in a high level math class? Like, you just won't find one. I mean, you know, like, like, honestly, I could, there's no, there's no 80, 80 IQ person. Okay. Like that is mental re retardation, right? Just complete mental retardation. You're not going to find that in a high level math class. I'm, I'm, that's. You disagree with that statement? N no, it's more like I'm I'm trying to give you like one, maybe like four different articles that I can literally pull up right now that I, I, debunk this entire you, no, concept. No, 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 no. What you're referring to is something else, right? You can have different, like you can be smart in a certain area. Right, I'm not referring to that. I'm referring to just the ability to conceptualize things, which is like I or the ability to understand. That's intellect. Things. That's intellect, dude. No, it's not. Then what do you mean by intellect? I, I'm not even talking about intellect. I'm talking about IQ. Well, no, but like you're talking about IQ, right? Or you you use the name IQ, but then you're talking about like the way in which someone like understands things can they conceptualize things being abstract right so you're really referring to sapiens and my thing is like we cover this in intellect no dude okay um the the, the general iq generally is understood as the ability to understand certain things and how fast or how good you are understanding them right that's just do you disagree with that statement I mean, it's not that I, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, right. but I think that when you just use the term IQ, it gets really broad. So like for me, right, I get what you're saying now when you say IQ, but that's not something that I knew from jump because when people use the word IQ, a lot of times they will like mean something else than what is generally recognized. And for me, just personally, I legitimately do not know what people mean other than someone being smart. Like I just don't typically. They they try they use the word IQ and just mean how smart someone is. And it's like, 
well, what do you mean by smart? And like, they can't give an answer. So in the, under the definition that you are presenting, right? I get what you're saying, but I think you're also referring to sapience and, in and intellect. I think- No, 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 no. So about. what you just linked me is exactly what IQ describes. Like these are, like th this right here is what- Yes, exactly. What, exactly. Yeah. That's intellect. That's intellect, dude. No, no, That's no. But no, no person refers to intellect in an academic sense. Like you're just using the word that you just like, right? I mean, IQ and intellect describe the same thing. You're just choosing to pick one word and not the other. Okay, knowledge, right? And total knowledge is not even IQ. Like everyone understands that. You're just if, like I mean, if you, I don't. It doesn't matter if you don't like the word IQ. Like these are the same thing. Uh, so like, there shouldn't be any disagreement here. No, I'm saying that the sure. I'll adopt your term. I'm saying the higher okay. kids IQ goes, the more they're going to be able to understand these. Yeah, but then I, like I said, it goes back to the the PJ development, right? It's like the ability to understand logic and abstract reasoning stays at the stagnant at a stagnant age. It doesn't change variable uh, to the. The, the, I, I can't give you documentation. I could try to look that up and maybe get back to you later. I can't give you documentation right now off of my anecdotes. That's not the case. Just that's off not the case. Anecdotes. So do you want me to just anecdotes. link you Piaget's cognitive development? Sure. Go ahead. I'm like I'm telling you from my personal experience what you're talking about right now and how correlate. Like it it's just not true. Just and I'm I'm a pretty weird dude. I've drifted throughout like the world. I mean, your your anecdotes like don't combat statistical population data, right? I, I right, but I right. I'm only gonna go off of what I believe. So like, you're not gonna convince me off of your documentation, even it because I have my own anecdotal evidence that I can refer to. I may not be able to convince you, right? But like, you're not gonna convince me either. I mean, I don't really I don't really care about convincing, right? I mean, just just the, the fundamental thing is true, right? I mean, I'm not going to say that if you present me with a medication that'll cure, that'll cure my, like, blood, like, my fucking weird cardiovascular, like, condition. And then someone tells me, well, I didn't take the medication. And, like, I did, like, I went to, like, church and, like, God put, the put like, some shit in me that made me feel good. I mean, that would be, I, like, I, I would just look at them like that's just a, a really weird hierarchy of evidence there you know like it's just like you you don't i mean you can do that all means i don't really care i'm just saying i i think you're fundamentally misunderstanding your your anecdotes because you just it just doesn't make any sense unless you're appealing to some fringe case of like an asperger's kid who just has logic and reasoning at a super younger age fundamentally well i mean i mean if you're talking about like I mean, to be clear, I'm a really like anti-religious person. I can get into the theology, but like even beyond that, when we're talking about these particular things of feelings and sensations that people experience within their own subjective reality, right? I would go as far as to say that the intangible may exist, right? Like energy may be a thing it may be intangible and it may be outside of the realm of physical like that may be true 
whether it's probably true or not, I don't know. But like the things that like in the example that you just gave that might lead credence to the idea that the intangible is real, that the metaphysical is not just a thought or just an idea, that these are like universal constants within our reality. And we may want to look more deeper into that. So cross, go to the article I just linked you and you're going to get to a point uh, uh you're gonna get to um a part where it says hold on let me see real quick. it's gonna say formal operational stage which is the last stage in piaget's cognitive stage of development okay and it'll tell you exactly the baseline from where people really start understanding abstract reasoning and thought It's in the article, right there. No, no I, yeah, I'm trying right, to sure. refresh it so that I can see it because I'm not seeing it right now. Um, it's like a blank page for me. Like, okay, um, when was this article published? Oh, bro, bro, this is like established. Like psychologies, Piaget is the article is the article isn't Piaget himself. Piaget already died. <laughs> is it just already foundational knowledge in in child development, bro? Isn't my about <laughs> when the article is published? Like, come on, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, dude, dude, like, you really mean to tell me that like prominent figures within topics of research don't end up like being proven wrong years down the line? All right, but you haven't presented any evidence that shows that he's wrong. No, but I'm not trying to. But I, I just said right that like I'm not going to be able to convince you, but you're also not going to convince me. That's Dude, what I said. Right, but, but okay, but that would just be you just being like retarded then, because like that's like you, me. Why? Wait, no, why is it dude, retarded? I have you my... know, no, why, no, you know dude. Why all I'm saying. Because... Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just, I, I need you... to clarify, right? So, like, j <laughs> just to be clear, right? If I tell you that I lived in a neighborhood where a cop came into my block, opened up a trunk, and passed around M4s and M16s, repeating carbines and AK-47s to every single dude, like in on every corner, right? If I tell you that I saw this happen, and you say, statistically, this doesn't happen. There's no evidence for this, right? You're never going to convince me that I just hallucinated okay, what so I saw and what I lived through. You're just not. PJ has been replicated by psychologists all over the world. It's not, it's, that's how science works. It's validation by, um, by, by correspondence. So I, I don't. Like I, I don't understand the point here. Like this is like this is like rejecting evolution on the grounds that you haven't seen a, a, a certain species evolve into another species yet. Like this is just like the simple like this is like basic one oh one really bad theistic argument. So like I, I bro, I you don't have to accept empirical established evidence for sure. I'm not gonna force you to do that. But I'm just saying like in the context of who is right and wrong here. Like, um, I mean, I, I'm by the consensus of modern science. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty right on this. I like, I believe you when you say that, dude. That doesn't convince me. 
But I believe right, you when you say to that. You because you're you're just not. But I'm not trying to, I mean, you're, you're, I'm not trying to prove you wrong. Wait, 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 dude! I'm not trying to prove you wrong. I'm trying to tell you where I'm coming from. There's a whole difference. There's a difference between that. Okay, I understand that you're trying to tell me where you're coming from, right? But I'm trying to like let you know by right, just through like I'm not even just not even like a formalized debate. I'm just like trying to let you know like you're just you're just this is just not understanding the topic fundamentally, right? And I'm trying to give you like the actual data here or like the actual empirical stuff and you're just refusing to reject it i'm sorry you're refusing to accept it on virtue of your emotion like you're just like oh i just don't i just don't care because my anecdotes are more true than the work of scientists all over the world to validate a theory no 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 dude i it's it literally goes back into unless you're trying to say that the example that i gave was a false equivalency like it literally goes back to the same thing if i've lived through something and i see that like this is true and you give me like surveys and like hundreds of years of research that tells me that the thing that i know to be true because i lived through it is wrong i'm going to tell you like i don't believe you because i've lived through it i'm just being real okay but then that's just like really like i mean i this is like bad critical thinking skills like that, so i know, just hallucinated what i lived through really dude no one says you hallucinate what you live through if if you tell me i mean okay do you okay this is okay this is like literally what you're saying right so okay i'm someone who has a theory a lamarck theory of evolution which is that for example when you you when you use your limbs that's how they that's how they grow or something like that that's like Lamarck's thing, right? And then you're a Darwinian, and you say, "Well, no, evolution works through, um, through, through that natural Survival selection of, of certain genes, blah, blah blah." Right? Everyone in modern biology has accepted Darwinian's theory of evolution, like this, this de facto, right? Like that's just the fact, right? If I say to you that I swear to God I saw a giraffe reaching for a tree every day and finally he reached it like you would tell me that okay you are definitely um justified in believing that and rejecting the work of literally hundreds of thousands of scientists over the span of a century like this is what this this is like akin to what you're doing with this right now and obviously anyone will look at you and be like what is wrong with you like why what why but right now what you're de- you're describing the opposition that you're right now is akin to all scientists and physicists in regards to what? einstein because when einstein came out the shit that he was saying was everyone was just like, no you're wrong it makes no sense and then like that's not true down the line whoa whoa whoa, whoa that's not right. true that is not totally true. is totally is you wait 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 wait, wait 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 when Einstein, what? First of all, give me the exact theory that Einstein made that everyone said was bullshit. <laughs> okay, let me look this up. I'm pretty sure. Like, if yeah, I'm if I'm true. talking about my ass, if I'm talking about my ass, I will like say I'm talking about ass. Bro, but you 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 know that you're talking about your ass, low key. Like, come, come <laughs> on, that is a, you are talking about your ass a little bit. I'm I'm trying come to on, see. Bro. <laughs> you, I'm trying to did you see actually it. know this like when you said it or are you just like eh, let me see if i can finesse some shit like be honest no no i'm being honest with you i, I could have sworn i heard this before like i could have sworn i i knew this and like this was a thing like not just the fact that he was a patent clerk but also that like 
he was heavily opposed in his time. No, bro. Everyone was right. He won the Nobel Prize during his time. What you mean? <laughs> he won. The, he won the Nobel Prize, bro. Like he he didn't get rejected by any of his people. He had he kept proving that he was right. He had to keep proving it. If I remember correctly, no, bro. We didn't have to keep proving it, bro. The only thing that and this was even people rejecting Einstein. Einstein rejected quantum mechanics because he thought it was just a really bad theory. But that no one rejected Einstein's accounts and said he's wrong and he had to prove himself. He wasn't like Galileo trying to prove to the church that the that of, of the heliocentric theory. Like there's no, no, bro. <laughs> like that. No. Um, my God, come on, bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> you, know, you know that was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm okay. Hoopa theory. I let me because now they're talking about like positions he accepted, and it's like, nah. Trying to include acceleration theory. I mean. What the fuck? All right, bro. I, I, I got to bounce, though. So you got that thing pulled up? Nah, I got to do... Yeah, hold Criticism of the theory of relativity. I see criticisms. I do see criticisms by people like Tesla and, like, other shit. But, I mean... What criticism did Tesla give of relativity? And um, is Tesla the representation of the embodiment of physicists tesla wasn't even a physicist so it's like i'm okay i mean i can just tell you about criticism right now like but yeah people can criticize relativity but that doesn't mean that's a consensus among physicists you said right your claim was that einstein had to keep proving himself because people were resisting him and you said as like a majority of because they were they were like the, it was mainly expressed in this early year, and like Ooh, you yeah, saw. Bro, bro. Listen, listen. Give me something in the specific theory that they opposed. I'm not gonna hear a a little a story out the ass, bro. I want to hear something specific, bro. I'm trying. I just gave you an article. Like this isn't something that I fucking did. The you gave me the on. wiki criticism of theory relativity. You're not giving me an article on this. You just got you just gave me someone just you just gave me some criticisms of the idea. What's wait, what's wrong with Wiki though? What's wrong with Wiki though? Nothing's wrong with Wiki. Okay. So that's that article that Wiki that I just linked you is fucking fucking describes everything that I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, but that now. doesn't mean that in his day he was being pushed on by the majority of physicists that his ideas were wrong. You're just giving me criticism yeah. of the theory. No, no, it says that really early on, like early on in this publication, so during his day and his time, when he first came out with the shit that he was talking about, people were like really criticizing on it. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, obviously, of anything, when you first release it and people start reading it, they're going to have criticisms of it. Like, that's just obvious. That doesn't mean that the majority of people who read it had criticisms against it, right? Those are two Uh, different things. I mean... Yeah, like what you mean? Like, yeah. Look, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it's like, 
I don't know if there's like a fucking ranking on prominent figures and just like the college kids who are reading his shit and who had criticisms on it, right? Like, I don't know if that's there, but I do know that people were like criticizing it because he was going against the norm. And that's really the, the concept that I'm referring to right now. How did Einstein go against this right norm, now? Dude, the thing that you were saying, it just sounds like a massive appeal to a popularity at the moment. Wait, That's how am I feeling like. the popularity? Well, more of uh, uh, kind of like a mix between uh, popularity and authority. So you're using Piaget as wait. I'm, I'm explaining. Me you're saying... you're using Piaget as an authority, right? Like kind of like saying he's no, the I'm dude who talks PAJ's about just human psychology. I'm not using Piaget as authority. No, I'm the... using his work as the fundamental accepted scientific knowledge. Like, do you think an appeal to authority is establishing that majority of scientists have agreed on something? Because if that's appeal to authority, then all knowledge is appeal to no, authority. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. So, But if that's the case, right? Like, if that's the case, if it's not an authority thing, then it almost directly has to be a popularity thing. No, it's because not. The popularity po is The populace have agreed to something. They've come to a consensus. Okay, okay. So it's the popular cross, thing cross, to understand cross, that. Cross. Simple question. Where do you think most of, where do you think knowledge, how knowledge is accepted? How do you think that process goes? The scientific method embedded is the confirmation of all of most scientists in the field agreeing with the claim. So every knowledge that you have on any scientific basis or historical basis or so, social scientific basis all come from the agreement of the people in the field. That's just unavoidable. If that's, if that's your argument, right, then literally all knowledge is just wrong or an appeal to popularity which you think is wrong i'm not saying that all knowledge is wrong i'm just saying it leads like, to you saying all knowledge is wrong no what i'm saying is that i'm not necessarily wrong and that you're not you necessarily are wrong. right no, you are there wrong. is always that question what's okay 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 you can say that i'm probably wrong right no you can say i'm probably wrong and you can say that you believe that i'm wrong but like it no, doesn't no, no, mean no, i'm necessarily no. wrong no, no 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 within the field of psychology you are objectively wrong here <laughs> from a bunch of other people throughout their own intersubjectivity they come to that conclusion so that makes it objective all knowledge is formed through subjective agreements on a single idea so, so then i'm not objectively wrong y'all just disagree no, with me. oh my god listen listen you can okay okay you i'm not okay when you say when i say something's objectively wrong in the realm i'm saying that within the context of that thing right and within the context of mathematics which is a subjective thing Within it, you can make objective statements. For example, one plus one equals two. Within the realm of mathematics, is a mathematic is objective. But mathematics, however, exists subjectively. I mean, I'd kind of say that math is math outside of it. Like, um, I actually go as far as this is not a conversation. I don't want to go to the conversation. Math is more like a tool. It is, I don't think it's really subjective. I think we use there it subjectively. Go. If math right? is a but tool, I don't think then it is subjective. That means it's wait, no, I think ontologically, no, I, ontologically, bro. It's if it's mind dependent or mind, but the, no, the ontology of it is objective, though. The ontology of it is objective. The ontology, like that. okay, okay, okay. Do you know, okay. You understand what you mean by by you saying that math is ontologically objective? You're saying that outside of the mind, that if we removed all subjective experience, all life, that math would still exist in the universe out there. You agree the with the concept that? of math? Honestly, yeah. All right, that and you believe in like the Platonic realm or some shit. You believe like mathematical concepts, like numbers exist, like the sun, like there's a two dancing in the in the universe or something. No, no, it's not like All that. Right, then, that's then, not, then, that's then, not how I mean it. 
then how do you okay i, I really don't want to get into conversation about math mathematical realism all i'm saying is that piaget is kind of development okay that's what it is you don't have to take it or, or take it or leave it you know what i'm saying like that, it's all cool <laughs> <laughs> bro <laughs> but um good talk though all right bro <laughs> all right <laughs> you're good don't worry about it all love all right bro take care